Blog Talk Radio.
We want to welcome you to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, January 11th. Oh, January 6th, 2011. I'm Sonia Perdue, your host for this evening, and our host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, will be joining us in a few moments. Black Wall Street USA has been on the air for one year, right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and we are continuing the mission to sustain and increase bad businesses in Chicago and across the nation. As a, as a matter of fact, we've expanded the focus of the show. The focus will continue to be national as we are the official broadcast of Black Wall Street National, and we do hope to have a word this evening from our national president, Reverend Michael Carter. Beginning with this show and throughout 2011, we will be reaching out to organizations across the nation in our efforts to connect the dots. That's how I'm referring to it. Our focus will be on connecting the spiritual dots, the political dots, the commerce and economic dots, of our people across this land. We will be moving from state to state to bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place and let the nation know what works, because there are programs out there that work. And we want to share that with you and share that with uh, person after person after person and state after state after state and community after community. We will bring forth people from across the nation who know how to make it work. It's our desire that the Michael Carters, who is the national president of Black Wall Street, and the Ron Carters, who is the chairman of Black Wall Street in Chicago and publisher and editor of South Street Journal for almost 17 years, meet on common ground and share and expand what it is that they do and have done for decades. Uh, and spread it like a force, a positive virus across this land and through our communities. There are people just like these two gentlemen across the nation who are making it work. And with your help and outreach, we know that we, we can make this happen. We can make this vision come true. Black Wall Street is on the air every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here at blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. You can listen by calling in at 347-326-9477. You can do your homework, your housework, everything. Stay on the Internet and listen to us on the uh, Internet at blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. You may also listen to a rebroadcast of the show at wjpcchicago.com. That's every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and we want to thank Antonio Chappelle over there at WJPC Chicago for his support and listen to it. They have some great music over there. We're going to continue with our topic from the last show from last year because it's still very important to us. Uh, As we move around the nation, we will ask, what did black America accomplish in 2010 And what is the number one priority, number one priority for our communities in 2011? I guess this evening will be Reverend Edward Pickney out of Benton Harbor, Michigan, from the Black Autonomy Network Community Organization. They're working for economic and social justice in Benton Harbor, Michigan. By the end of the year, we will have met people just like the Reverend across this nation who are making it work. I viewed some of his videos this week, and we will post those on our Blog Talk Radio page, and we do look forward to having him on the show. He's going to set the tone for the show for the rest of his year. So everybody step up. 
Uh, we've asked him what works, and he will be here with us tonight to share his visions. This is Black Wall Street USA, and our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open, or I should open up the chat room, and you can leave your company information and website links in our chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to one of our guests, if you'd like to speak to our host, or if you have any questions or comments. Let's welcome Mr. Ron Carter to the show. Ron, how are you this evening? Hi, Sonia. How are you? I'm fine myself, though. You enjoy That's your uh, two weeks great. off? Yeah. You, but um, you didn't have totally two two weeks off. You've been doing some other uh, blogging as well, radio blog. Absolutely. absolutely. We've, we had a... Uh, we we're gonna jump start this year. I'm taking off running. I'm I feel like I'm always overwhelming myself. I'm like, here I go, here I go. But that's okay. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, this week we jumped off um, uh, the CBBN member show this week, and uh, that was the original premise of CBB on Blog Talk Radio. It it was started to be a marketing tool for the members of Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. Did a great show on Tuesday evening from 6:30 to 7:30 p.m. Great show. Uh, Kenya Reese was on that show. Uh, shared with us that she had got her degree, her bachelor's degree from Chicago State after 19 years. That's the way to go, girl. After 19 years, she started college 19 years ago, and she got her degree. Uh, she is a playwright. She did the cycle at the uh, Museum of Science and Industry last year for women, and she's going to uh, uh, do another play, The Cycle for Men, which is breaking the cycle of violence and molestation in families. And it was quite a show. It was packed. She did two shows at the uh, uh, Museum of Science and Industry last year. We had Lionel Pittman, uh, Pittman Plumbing, uh talking about some of the subjects that uh, are interesting to you and Black Wall Street, which is disparity in contracts. He's very animate about that, uh, inviting him out to the meeting for next Tuesday, and he was there. So overall, it was it was a really great show. We really appreciate them calling in and sharing. Don't want to leave anybody out there, out of there. Also, uh, Tuesday evening is part of our expanded network here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, attorney and CPA Derek McNeil hosted the Consumer Show, which uh, went very well. He had some good call-ins, some good questions. He did the 10 Steps of Business Startup, but that led to a whole lot of other questions. And the focus of that show, which it all blends in very well with what we do uh, at Black Wall Street, is uh, to answer questions uh, regarding banking, real estate, um, any questions that uh, the public may have on those, which he's very qualified to do. Also, uh, questions regarding consumer protection, political, your political and legal rights. So that's going to be a, a very interesting show and a very uh, much-needed show, I should put it like that. So we look forward to having that show with Derek. Went very well, very, very well. Had some good call-ins. And uh don't want to forget, Ron, I'm going to go ahead with this. Uh, Keisha Nicole show will premiere on Monday at 
p.m. and that is check out Chicago. So we're we're covering the gamut. That's art. That's entertainment. Uh, news and views of focusing on Chicago. Keisha is an actress, and she is also the founder of the Bronzeville Theater here in Chicago. And uh, she also directed a play at the end of last year, A Raisin in the Sun, and I hope that she does that again. So that's what's going on on Blog Talk Radio, Ron, and here we are on Thursday night with Black Wall Street right. USA. What's going on with Black Wall Street oh, Chicago? Oh, wow. We, uh, as normal, uh, it seems as though the, uh, the, this is the beginning of the year, but it's a continuation of uh, three years ago in which we are uh, steadily in, in tune and in focus in the agenda to sustain uh, black businesses and to increase them as well. So, uh, and I guess what makes it a little bit different this time of the year is that we are running up into an election uh, here in Chicago where we are uh, trying to hold some accountability to a black political agenda uh, and to kick it off with Black History Month since this uh, election is February the 22nd. And so we're going to be calling all those candidates together to see exactly what we can do to have a legislative agenda collectively as it relates to the uh, the next four years uh, and how that we can have a greater piece of that parity of contracts and businesses from the city of Chicago. Uh, sadly to say, Chicago is no different than the rest of the country when it comes to contract procurement for black contractors in which we are raising the issue of black versus minority um, as we want a more parity based on the population of the black community, which so happens have been uh, too low to even to say. Uh, blacks represent approximately about 30 8% of the population of Chicago, but yet it's 8% of the contract. So that is one initiative. But when you're looking at the, the year in review, uh, when we started off uh, a little over three years ago, uh, we had one black Wall Street in Chicago on 75th Street. And now here it is uh, two years later. We've jumped from one to Really, uh, Sonia, I don't think you even noticed. You know, we're up to 13 now. Get out of here. What's the last two, Ron? Uh, the last two, matter of fact, is in my home area of Chicago or the 17th Ward. is 69th Street. Uh, the Before 69th Street, it was 79th and Halsted. So adding 79th and Halsted and then 69th Street from Halsted to uh, Ashland, that is being declared as a Black Wall Street. So we're having a little ripple effect here in Chicago as we are no different than the city of Chicago planning its year 2040. We're doing it as well with a a measurement of our success from one Black Wall Street district now up to 13. Uh, there's still a lot of work need to be done, uh, but we are focused to uh, make all of that happen 
here in uh, Chicago and as we send that same message around the country because it's not just Chicago, but there's been black Wall Street districts kind of popping up over the last year. Um, And I can say that Chicago has helped the spirit of the original focus of Black Wall Street of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So when the Chicago Urban League declared that Chicago would be the next Black Wall Street in the United States, I don't think they knew what they was talking about. And I have to admit myself that I did not know the impact of what we were embarking ourselves on as we jumped all the way up to 13 Black Wall Street districts. And what does that mean is that we are going to have a vision of monitoring our progress in sustaining and increasing black businesses because the black agenda means so much so to so many different people. Uh, a lot of people will have a different perspective of what a black agenda is, but in our insight as we reflect over the past year, it has been about not jobs but business. Uh, one, uh, mm, well, I can say one thing about Chicago in reviewing the year. Some people would say one of the greatest uh, contributions was that there's going to be two Walmarts built in Chicago, one on uh, 82nd and Lafayette and in the uh Chatham neighborhood, then there's going to be another one in the Pullman neighborhood on 115th, no, I'm sorry, 111th Street, there will be a Walmart. So the black community was all round up and, and, and engaged in the fact that Walmart is going to create 800 jobs in the uh, black community. And there was some fight and there was some dialogue and it was some political maneuvering to make that happen but it has happened Um, our focus is that just as we got all hyped up about what walmart can do we're looking at the same type of initiative that can be done on our black wall street districts you know not taking anything away from the big box um, store of walmart but we feel as though that we still have a base in our communities where as we sustain and increase businesses, we are creating a base of jobs, you know, for our neighborhood as well. Um, Looking at Barack Obama, when he stated Wall Street to Main Street, we're taking that Main Street to 75th Street to 79th Street to Stony Island to Madison Street, 43rd Street, 51st Street, 47th Street, Gary, Indiana, and Peoria, Illinois. So the year has definitely been progressive as far as Black Wall Street is concerned, but it's even going to be even more progressive as we move to set a stage of what we're going to be looking like with an economic agenda that enhance the political uh, will of our directives for sustaining and increasing black businesses. I guess I should make that note, and I don't think you made that note, that I am a candidate as well. Did we mention that today? No, we haven't mentioned that today, Ryan. Why don't oh, you tell okay. us a little bit about your candidacy uh, for the well, 17th Ward? Uh, I believe that, you know, as I kind of sum that up, is that if 
not so much of just my candidacy. It is about we have had the the state of Illinois from the Senate and the House pass resolutions to adopt the Black Wall Street districts of Chicago. It just so happens that the municipal government, the local government here, the closest that the people actually identify with have not made that move. So in the lack of them making that move is also about someone propping themselves up, not to the point to say I'm going to be ultimate, but it's almost more of the times have dictated that I have to run. Uh, and I have to run in comparison to the lack of a vision, the lack of a, a directive, a lack of program, so that the community in which I run can be self-sufficient opposed to the hurrah of a Walmart coming into the area. We can build that same economic agenda. Uh, even as we receive endorsement letters uh, or letters with intent and endorsement, and signing questionnaires stating what our position are in line with these different organizations, there still have not been an organization, a black organization, that submitted to us a a a form of questions to know what our platform is. So as we begin this new year and as we reflect on the last year, we got to have a more sensitivity to what sustaining and increasing black uh, businesses is all about. And as we do so, we definitely want to take advantage of our radio program. Thanks to you, Sonia, for making this all happen. So, yeah, we are we're on the move, uh, and we are focused. I know that the question is related to me being a candidate, per se, but I think it's a bigger picture than just me. It's what we can do. Uh, collectively using my status to become Alderman to carry on that Black Wall Street agenda. Absolutely. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street, uh, Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher and editor of South Street Journal, and officially on the ballot for the 17th Ward as the People's Alderman. Now, Ron, uh, tell the people, you mentioned a meeting coming up next week. Tell the people, uh, our listeners, exactly where that meeting is and the time. Well, next week, uh, one of three meetings that we have, really one of four meetings that we have, is just kicking it off on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to be uh, sitting down with the automatic candidates and discussing exactly what is going to be that legislative agenda? And we're looking at parity based on this $2.3 million that each alderman has. So that parity is based on the population. And so we're going to meet with them and we're going to discuss when we go to city council, we want to have a clear identity of what we're going to work on and what we plan to accomplish that's taken in consideration that we have had five elected officials that have endorsed our parity based on racial population of a particular ward, whereby the aldermen will have the control of the contract procurement 
opposed to the city of Chicago, which have had a record of not inclusion but in exclusion of black contractors, along with the, inten the intense of red tape that stop blacks from having its fair share of contracts. So we're going to address that with the uh, alderman uh, coming up this Tuesday, as well as the adoption of Black Wall Street districts in their prospective uh, ward. Uh, we're also going to address the voter registration, uh, the voter restoration uh, project that uh, Mark Allen is heading up so that we can have a more accountability and accessibility of people getting on the ballot without being kicked off of it. Uh, my own experience is that I was a victim of the machine candidates to try to kick me off the ballot along with other folks, but we have prevailed. Uh, so in doing so, we are taking that lead on Tuesday to bring these candidates together to say this is the Black Wall Street agenda. This is what we need to have implement it in a, in a time frame within the city of Chicago. And naturally, there will be other agenda items as well, but the representation for the Black Wall Street District and the representation for the legislation to have contract procurement under the alderman of their prospective wars is another form of uh, direction that we definitely have to take. Great. This is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the other events coming up uh, in a little while, but I do want to mention our guest is on the line, and we're going to take a little bit break. And before we do that, I do want to mention to our listeners, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Sonia Perdue and Ron Carter, that we do have our first networking event at the offices of the South Street Journal tomorrow evening, Friday, from 530 to 930. Uh, let's meet on the street. That is 35th Street. We're at 449 East 35th Street, and these networking events work out very well. Uh, it's time to get your connections going. It's time to make new connections. Uh, right, let's talk right. about nothing but success in 2011. Time to jumpstart your year. Try, time to plant those seeds, and that's how you do it. If you have a business, we're going to give everyone an opportunity uh, to give us your best pitch, your best elevator pitch regarding your business. Also, we're going to have an art preview of Mr. Right. Ron Carter, Man of Men and Talents. Mm -hmm. If you look on our Blog Talk show page, you will see a slideshow of some of Mr. Carter's works. Uh, if you come over to the offices of South Street Journal, 449 East 35th Street, it's right off of 35th and King Drive, you will see his painting on every wall. So we want you to join us tomorrow evening, 530 to 930, and bring a friend, and let's just, let's just start this year off the way it should be, with connections. Tell us about your art, Ron. Yeah. Well, it is a focus of just being in tune with what just comes to me. You know, we're going to uh, have a, a display of different array of art from portraits to some landscaping, but we want to have a focus of of uh, how people want to kind of appreciate it. I'm a artist by 
uh, a hobby more than an artist by a, a profession. But uh, I do appreciate the the comments in which people have prompted me to say, put your artwork on display, put it on there so people can see. And we're going to see exactly how people actually appreciate that form of art and how we're going to uh, use it to continue uh, that interest. But, you know, we do have, when I say we, I do have some intense artwork. I don't think you've seen yet, Sonia. Is that right? You're going to bring them out tomorrow, some of them out tomorrow, Ron? I don't know if I should. I don't know oh, how yeah. I should that. Are we going to have any people under 18 or even 21 at this uh, event tomorrow? I can't say that. Uh, most of the, the past events, uh, they have not been. Most of those, those But, you know, even if we do have people over 21, I don't, I'm don't. i not for sure how they're going to really take some of my artwork. I don't know. Maybe um, you need to have a private show. I don't know. Uh, you think about that. <laughs> You think, I think about, about it. Yeah, I'm going to think about that. Yeah. You might need a private showing. That might be another showing. Yeah, because there Black is some Wall private art. Yeah, you think about that. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, and I'm Sonia Purdue, and our host is Ron Carter. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a very short break, and we're going to come by, come back with Reverend Edward Pickney. And uh, we thank you for joining us.
You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com and author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, book 12010, now available on Amazon.com. Ron Carter is our host, who is chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Our call in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is now open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to our host, if you have a question or comment. Tonight's topic is what has Black America accomplished in 2010? What did they accomplish in 2010? And what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? Let's bring our host back on the air. Welcome to the show, Ron. And we're going to go and bring our guest, who is Mr. Reverend Pickney, out of Bitten Harbor, Michigan. Let's see if we can get him on the air. Reverend Pickney, are you on the air? Are you on the line? Uh, yes, I am. I'm here, Sonia. Okay, how Great. are you, Reverend Welcome Pickney? Hey, how you doing, Ron? I'm doing very good. How's it going out there in uh, Bitten Harbor? Bitten Harbor is a tough place to live, but we're surviving. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's 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 something that you would never believe. You have to be here to understand it. And, you know, it's amazing you was talking about the Black Wall Street there. Uh, that is so amazing because here, I, I tell you, in the year 2005, uh, what I did, I was going to create 300 jobs for the people here in the city of Benton Harbor. It was, we mm-hmm. were bringing a textile factory. And, okay. and some of the people there that you may not understand the value of the textile factory because right now the red Chinese are taking over that market. So what we was going to do, we was going to show the world well, you know, how it could be done. I'm back up just a little bit. Uh, you said the red Chinese. What the does Chinese, the red I, Chinese I always mean? use the term red Chinese. I, but the, 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 just say the Chinese. Well, they're taking over just about everything. But they, oh, okay. they, yeah, so they, they was, uh, 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 we was going to bring in a textile plant here on the bank uh-huh. the Black Autonomy Network Community Organization. And we were going to supply 300 jobs for the community. But we mm-hmm. had one major issue here. We had, we had black folks here, who, along with the white folks, who didn't want it to happen. For the simple reason, Whirlpool controls this community. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes into this small community is controlled by Whirlpool. They either mm-hmm. say yay or nay. And if they're not in control of it, it can't happen. No well, matter how. Me, right. Go ahead. Well, give me some uh, background here, um, Reverend Pickney. Now, Ben Harper is, um, that's about how far from uh, Detroit? It's about 175 miles from Detroit. It's about 70 miles from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it, what is the population of Ben Harper? Ben Harper itself is about 11,000 people. Okay, now you know with just eleven thousand people, it has a, a a name that make it seem as though it got almost a uh, hundred thousand or more people just based on the reputation. Now, why is Ben Harper have such a national identification? With the population at that low uh, at that low point, what makes it so? What historically, what has made Ben Harper so known nationally 
compared to other cities that have the same type of population? Well, let me let me, let me tell you. Two, in two thousand three, we had an uprising here. And they call it a riot. They call it everything, but it was an uprising. One of the police officers here bumped the back of a man motorcycle, sent him into a, a apartment building, and he was killed instantly. Mm-hmm. And then, see, that didn't trigger the people here. What triggered the people here when we was having a visual, and the police department refused to allow the residents here to have a visual for this young man. And that sent everything rolling. I mean, is for three days it was you know it was they they brought in the uh, national guards. They, you know we only like I said we we got about about eleven thousand people here. They must have brought in maybe about a thousand national guard troopers to portray our state. They came in our streets. They had tanks on the streets. They had that little jeep that you got the machine gun. This is two thousand three. This is two thousand three. Mm-hmm. And it was it was such a uh, uh, and and we got national and international attention because of that incident. Mm-hmm. And it was like something. Even Jesse came down here, but he was brought here by Whirlpool to 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 come not to really to help the people in Benton Harbor. See, that's what most people didn't realize. He wasn't here to help the people in Benton Harbor. He was here to help the big corporation, mm-hmm. and they had a big plan. They had how a big plan did to, that? How did that come out to be determined that he came there represent the corporation opposed to the the will and concern of the people? Because his whole his whole agenda, he wouldn't meet with the people, the resident. He went and met with the uh, let's say uh, a whirlpool, the executive of whirlpool, and uh, their board members. Uh, Conyers came here because it, it, it every they made it appear like it was worse than what it was. Conyers came here. When Conyers came here, Conyers wanted to come and meet directly with the people. And mm-hmm. this is this is see any time something like this occurred, as a leader, I know myself. I would go directly into the community and try to deal with the people and find out what is really the problem. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. So you had, uh, now, even before that riot, it seemed as though, not riot, you said uprising. Uh, Uprising. Right. Even before that uprising, it seemed as though Ben Harper still had a significant history uh, prior to that. Uh, Oh, absolutely. That was just one incident that I wanted to bring bring to the light. But Mm -hmm. here's what Ben Harper we had a history of police brutality here that was heard around the country. Mm-hmm. We had more killings by the police department than by the, the residents in the streets. Mm-hmm. And and that, see, we was the murder world by the police department. Mm-hmm. You see, that had never happened in the history. And if you if you uh, just key in Harbor. You you'll get some some stats on this that would that would maybe open the people's eyes, but mm-hmm. it's it's deeper than you would ever imagine. You see, mm-hmm. there have been a plan. See, gentrification right now is happening right here in the city of Benton Harbor. They are driving out all the African Americans. And you talking about Black Wall Street? We don't have if we have three businesses here that's owned by African Americans. 
It might be, I, I might even be exaggerating on three. But if we have three, because they will not give us a loan, they won't give us a loan to fix up our home, but that's what I've been trying to teach people and educate people. We have to build among ourselves. You see, mm-hmm. everything well, that needs to be done. Let me ask you, done, what's the population of blacks in Ben Harper? Ben Harper. 96%. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't even try it. <laughs> Don't even try it. Don't Go even try it. That's it. Don't you know? Don't you know? You making a statement like that? Mm-hmm. Meaning that I don't know what Jesse Jackson did not do or what he could have did based on his notoriety. Absolutely. But that means that. Even little bitty old Black Wall Street Chicago need to probably come pay y'all a visit. Absolutely, no question about it. Now, but, but you, what, well, let me, you let me, know, let me I mean, you ninety. Now, hold on, let, 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 let me go here. Ninety-three percent. Ninety-three percent black. It's from ninety. Look, you can say from ninety-four to ninety-six percent. African American. Let me say this: We got an all-black city council, and what they do, they will not—they will not cater to the black folks here. If a white person came here from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and wanted something, these knuckleheads will give them what they want. And if you, as a citizen of Benton Harbor, if you wanted something directly from them, they will find a reason not to give it to you. You have to come well, here. You have to come here. You have to come here and visit. And now, then you, you can see, you see have, for yourself where you at. You, you have just kind of turned this whole program into a whole different uh, uh, position here. Now, that wasn't I my, a radio that wasn't my host. plan, though. My, my agenda was to question and to engage in questions and you give me some answers. Mm-hmm. But you have set a different tone here. Okay. And which what we have to do is start doing some organizing. But let me uh go back some. Do you okay. recall in Detroit, Michigan that uh they was proposing an African village among the uh the city of Detroit. Do you recall Absolutely uh, I, I I know all about it. Okay. Now is that the same scenario in uh, Benton Harper? Well, not a black. We don't have any, like I said, if we have three black-owned businesses here, I might even be exaggerating. Now, but, is that a population of the, uh, is the, uh, what nationality of businesses basically are there there? You got uh, the Arabs, the Indians. That's what really controls this area. How long has the that uh, ethnic group has been in in charge per se of the business community? I would say it started in two thousand or either two thousand one. And prior to that, what was the nationality of the business owners in Benton Harper? African Americans. <laughs> You're messing with me. You know that. 
<laughs> you are messing oh, I, with look, me. I, I, I know it's it's too hard to believe, but you 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 just come here. Wait and a minute. Me. Let me ask you again. I know what you said, but let me ask you again. Uh, prior to two thousand one, the majority of the businesses in Benton Harbor was majority African American. That is correct. And after 2001, it has switched to have a business um, dominance of other ethnics. Absolutely. What do you contribute that change, and how did that change happen? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that happened to us, we failed to educate ourselves. I, I think that to me, we didn't understand exactly what was going on, and and that was the reason why it was so important for me to bring that factory here. My my only intention, well, my intention was, I shouldn't say only, but my intention was to show people that black folks can do something, and it, it was so tremendous. That everybody was saying that it was never going, that they were never going to allow you to bring this place, this two thing. But we were just one step away. I could take this program to another level, but I don't know whether y'all prepared to deal with this or not. This is, I, I, I mean, Sonia, she, she, I know you done read some of the things that was on my blog, but believe me, let me, do you mind if we take it to a, a, another direction? Take it on. Okay. Here's the deal. We were one step away from bringing 300 jobs. We had, we had already put a down payment down on the building. It was all set. We was all set. These, these black commissioners here, they, had, they, they really didn't want it to happen because Whirlpool didn't want it to happen. So what we did, we decided to recall the head honcho of the African-American community, commissioner. Now, he was backed by the powerful Whirlpool Company, and they figured it was no way possible for organizations like Banco to defeat this commissioner with Whirlpool money. But to the amazement of this world, we went out and gave that commissioner a spanking that he would never, ever, ever forget. We gave him a trouncing, and we did it with the absentee ballot. So now Whirlpool is angry, upset. He's mad. Now the project that they was trying to do could not go forward because they don't have enough folks to do it. Mm-hmm. So what they did, they went out and got a young man to say that I paid him $10, no, $5. I paid him $5 to vote against Glenn Yarbrough, and they came out and arrested me. They paid him $10 to say that I paid him $5. Now, the company that was backing me, backing our organization, it kind of gave them the cold feet, but they supported me all the way through this thing. 
I was on trial for voters' fraud. Okay? The first trial ended in a hung jury. They went out and paid people to come in and said that they gave me the absentee ballot, knowing that it wasn't true. These are people who were considered to be my friends. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm. And it ended in a hung jury. The next one, they tried me again. I spent almost $60,000 on that trial. Mm-hmm. The next one that came in, I had a, a lawyer, some lawyers came in from Detroit, some of the greatest lawyers that you would ever hear. Elliot Hall, he was president, uh, vice president of the NAACP, Buck Davis. I had a team of, I had maybe about 15 lawyers. Mm-hmm. But what they did, they pulled out an all-white jury here and found me guilty. Mm-hmm. And they put me on probation. The company that was supporting me sat down with me and explained to me that they could not really support this anymore. And I, I, I respect that. I respect that. But now they got mm-hmm. the same company they got up in Minnesota that we was going to have here. But let me, let me finish, go take this to a whole different level. Okay, during that process, they put me on probation because they couldn't send me to prison and nothing like that because, you know, overall they could have, you know, let's put it that. They could have, but they didn't. But mm-hmm. here's the deal. Three, I write an article for the People Tribune, which is out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's a small newspaper that I write, I write an article. I wrote an article quoting the Bible, Deuteronomy 28. That's when you... Curses and, and, you know, good good and bad, let's put it that way. I round it off, just say that. Mm-hmm. They felt that this was a threat on the judge, life, and his family, which was almost virtually impossible. But like I said, I was still out here doing things that were so incredible that they had to come up with something that would send me to prison, and they sent me to prison for quoting the Bible. Now, the ACLU came in. And that was based on uh, uh, a threat against the judge. Right. That They claimed that was a threat against the judge, which they knew it was just too incredible to believe. But they do what they want to do unless people take a stand. You see, I've been fighting this battle for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And we've been winning. See, that's that's the difference. See, people don't think that black folks can win at anything. Best when you're going up against a system. So mm-hmm. anyhow... They sent me to prison. Well, first they arrested me. They come to my house like I was some kind of real criminal. They came, you know, they all kind of cars and trucks. They come steaming up here. And like I told them, you know, if you felt I did something wrong, take me to jail. They took me to jail. Oh, you know, all my lawyers now. I got the ACLU. I got Buck, David, Elliot. I got so many lawyers that they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They sent me to prison. I was in the county jail for about seven months. Then four months, I was inside the prison system. They sent me. They sentenced me three to ten years. Mm. But that didn't stop me. We applied for appeal bond here in the state of Michigan. Did you actually spend time? Yes, spent time in prison. 
You spent three, three to years ten years. Prison. That's what they sentenced me to. And what we did, we applied for a P.O. bond. It took them four months to get it together. But nobody gets an appeal bond, not here in the state of Michigan. And they released me on an appeal bond. Mm-hmm. Then we went further, and they, the, the appeal court agreed with us that this could not possibly be a threat. But the bottom line, I had already served 13 months in jail. Mm-hmm. And they put me on the house arrest. But now what it did, it just made me want to fight just a little bit harder. And that's what I do. I go across the country, and I talk to people. Cornell University, uh, uh, the Ivory League, uh, uh, the University of Michigan, Michigan State, Western Michigan, uh, the University of Washington, uh, Washington State, uh, Evergreen State, all these universities I have spoke at in reference to what's going on. But what I want to do, I want to connect people. I want people to understand that there are things that we can do. See, this was a major victory for us. Because it, it it never happened this way. Nobody has ever been sent to prison for quoting the Bible, not in modern time. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it so incredible. Even the Pope from the Vatican sent a letter in support of me. Mm-hmm. Danny, not Danny David, Glover, Danny Glover, mm-hmm. Minister Farrakhan Minister came to my home. Mm-hmm. You got Ed Apner. You got uh, different places. But here, here's my thing, and here, here's why I'm on the show. I want to build, too. I, wanna, I would love for you to come here and help us build a Black Wall Street. Show these people that there's something else that they can do. See, one thing about people here, they don't believe that black folks can do anything. They don't think because when I'm bringing these jobs here, when – when I got arrested, the first thing that probably they, they was coming to their mind, oh, I knew it wasn't going to happen, you see. And, you know, I don't actually consider it as a failure, but it's incomplete. Because now i got other people who calling me want to do something. But the point is, i got to choose the right one that I know how to do. I don't want to go beyond uh, 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 my level of education to deal with something that I know I'm going to fail at. Mm-hmm. And I so like what, right, well, now, based on your story, mm-hmm. and I guess your story is almost like using you as an example for others not to follow. Right. So the do you think the heart of the system that uh, – uh, went after you. Is it more of power, or is it more of racism, or is it a combination? What is the root of the uh, the, uh, the the attack on your movement? There is it. You know, again, is it racism, or is it just power? Or is it a combination? Uh, well, or what drives this here? Well, you hit it on the nose when you say a combination. For one thing, they want to tell you, and they want to use, they, they, they'll use, well, let's say, they'll say, black man, Mr. Black Man, you've got a place, and you are not to ever try to rise above that level. Because if you do, this is what we will do to you. And, and, and that is why it's so important 
that people understand that these people can be defeated if we pull together. You see, there's nothing, you can't even have a black Wall Street without the people being together because they won't support it. So what we have to do, we have to figure out a common ground with these folks. Show them that it's really all about you. Mm-hmm. And I, when I talk to people, I tell them, it's, I, I try to move myself out the way. And I don't want them to know, it's not about me. It's really all about the future of our children. we got right. to stop building a platform for them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're failing at. Well, I can see that if you all have some real serious problems uh, as it relates to the children. Yes. And I can say that I use the example of the uh, the little boy in Chinatown opposed to the little boy in the black neighborhood. And then the little boy in Ben, uh, ben Harper, that three-year-old in Chinatown, got a better sense of where they can be and what they can do opposed to that three-year-old boy in Ben Harper. Now, the dynamics there, um, do you all have uh, land that can be identified as a Black Wall Street district? You know what? We most certainly can and do. We, what we got, most people don't have, we got this lakefront land. And everybody in this, I mean, people from Chicago, they're over here trying to trying to take that land for themselves. Everything we got, they're trying to take. And we got black folks. I mean, this is what hurts me more than anything else, to see my black brothers and sisters catering to these folks and not thinking about the future of our children, you see. That to me, that that affects me. That really disturbs me. Mm-hmm. But what we need to do, we got to see outside people can come in and talk to these people better than people that's here. People follow me because now, only now, that I have given these folks a spanking that they will never forget, mm-hmm. and they know that they don't intimidate me. You don't scare me, and you can't buy me off. I don't do things for money. I do things because it's the right thing to do. And and, and, I, and it don't mean that I got I don't have a lot of money, but I'm 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 comfortable, I'm satisfied, and I have I have fought all these years for the people, you see. And this is what disturbs most people because they think that they can, if you're a black person, you got a price. And they believe in that. But here's where you and your black Wall Street can come in. Okay. If you can come in and show these folks that they need to start owning their very own business, you need to start building for the future of your children. And somebody, you, you know, the people here can't tell these folks that because they're not going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, well, you was, you know, like you you went to prison. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. You know. But it was all part of the ordained mission, you see. And that's what I have to tell them, to neutralize them. But this, but you come in here with your expertise, you can show these people a whole different way of doing things. And that's why I, you know, I always put emphasis 
on people coming in from the outside rather than people right here in this city. Because people here can be bought and sold. Well, you know, we have a similar problem here in Chicago uh, to the point that uh, the difference here in Chicago is that maybe it's uh, we have a little bit more aggressive, but our mm-hmm. um, issue is really the same. Uh, yes. I think in the earlier beginning of the show, we have had the state of Illinois uh, from the Senate and the House uh, passed legislation for a black Wall Street district here in uh, Chicago. But we have not had the city of Chicago aldermen embrace the black Wall Street. That is one reason why I'm running for alderman of the city council, to bring that black agenda, since for some reason we have um, 50 uh, city council members here in Chicago, and 20 of them are black. And they have, five of them have identified with black Wall Street under the radar, but none of them has had enough gall to present it to the city council. So we are in the motion of meeting with different candidates to do just that. So we have been pretty successful to the point that we have identified Black Wall. We still got a lot of work to do, but we have uh, claimed our area, uh, even though some of those areas are very weak, but we have put a stake in certain parts of Chicago to say that these are Black Wall Street districts. Yes, we got the same issues as uh, Ben Harper do as far as uh, the loans. We have the same issues based on other ethnics being able to secure the necessary capital. Uh, but uh, it just so happens that our national chairman, uh, Michael Carter, for some doggone strange reason, he's a Reverend too, so I guess I can give him some insight based on his his holiness. Absolutely, Ron Carter, you're going to be our regional chair. I had no idea. I don't even know if he knew what he was doing, but I guess he did, uh, that I will be the regional chair of uh, Black Wall Street. So uh, I have to say that there is a responsibility based on my title uh, to do just that. And I definitely want to do just that. Uh, to come there because sometimes I understand what you said. I don't offer no more leadership or no more insight of what needs to be done than you do. It's just that sometimes you listen to it's almost like a, 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 a little boy growing up. Sometimes they listen to outside people with a more uh, stirring ear than they would their own parents sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, and so and they need some type of example. So I will venture to say, yes, we definitely would do that, We uh, and we're going to set a date probably, and it's going to have to be after February 22nd mm-hmm. uh, that we will have. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to uh, bring Sonia with me. She don't know it yet, but uh, okay. I might okay. have to just go ahead and bring her with me because even with her, 
she has the uh, Chicago Black Business uh, Network. Is there a business network? Well, I guess, I don't know, that's a kind of contradictory statement. If you only have maybe about three businesses in Ben Harper, uh, is that a is, is there a business type of network? Absolutely. Then that not. means it's not a business, a black business organization. I'm I'm trying no, to get my no. little thoughts together on my mm-hmm. questions. Mhm, mhm. Absolutely not. There, there there is none because for the simple reason that they, they have a history here uh, of trying to. Well, here's the thing. Let me say this real fast. They, they built a signature. Jack Nicholas golf course. They destroyed maybe uh, I, I would say maybe ten blocks of homes to put, the, and they just took them. They didn't, you know, they didn't. Uh, uh, it was the city gave it to them. They gave them land. Matter of fact, where I was going to place our factory, <laughs> they knocked down the building that where where our factory was going to be, and they took all this land, and they built a signature Jack Nicholas golf course. Uh, no, we don't play golf. No, they took our beach. We had a beautiful. We got. We were surrounded by water. A, they took the beach, put three golf holes in the beach, and uh, and what they doing now? Instead of calling that part of the city Benton Harbor, they call it Harbor Shore, St. Joseph, Michigan. That's how devious they are. You see, they had this plan in works for years, and they're trying to drive. You you can't even you know what seventy percent of the people live in Benton Harbor unemployed seventy percent or more ninety percent of the people live here live below the poverty level ninety percent you 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 talking about poverty that 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 you never heard of and and I can't even sit here and tell you I was at the school board meeting the last one they had and I'm going to tell you this we got every we got one two we got Five African Americans on that school board, and they cater not to the students. They cater directly to Whirlpool. Whatever Whirlpool wants, if you don't educate the people, you're back to slavery because they can't think their way out of it. So, how is Whirlpool able to influence? I understand based on you know sometimes uh, there is a, a a manufacturer for example here in Chicago there is called the Pullman community mm. and the Pullman community, community right and the Pullman community was named after uh, the the railroad man uh, I think George Pullman so he built houses and he influenced that whole area. To the point that yes, they named the whole community after uh, Pullman. Now, has how long has Whirlpool been in Ben Harper? Since uh, nineteen ten. Mm-hmm. And, and and what? Well, here, here's here's the deal though. At one time, Ben Harper was very prosperous. You know, because it was you know, and just like when in Chicago, you could always find a job or things like that. Here's what Whirlpool did to make sure to enhance their takeover of our city. They closed down the very last manufacturing operation they had here, and look, and they came in 
the year before that and asked for a $20 million tax break, knowing all the time that they was closing that place down. Now they're building a, a new whirlpool where what they say they're not going to hire, they're just going to transfer employees from one place to another. Less than, look, here's the best part of the whole thing. Whirlpool is the biggest manufacturer here. Less than a half a percent of the people that, that work for Whirlpool are African American, and they're in our city. And then the other day came and asked for another uh, a $50 million tax break for a city that's $5 million in the red, and they signed it on. I just can't believe it. Whirlpool stole a half a million dollars worth of water. They don't. They haven't paid a, a water bill since uh, uh, 2001. But they able the to get is away in the with black. This. Pardon? And Whirlpool is in the black. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Whirlpool is a, a like a twenty-five, thirty billion dollar company. They take in every year. And uh, uh, matter of fact. They they got a monopoly on washing dryer dryers and stove and refrigerators, a monopoly which is against the law. So, so how here, here's how here's how we can attack them. Here's the way I have been attacking them. I've been attacking them on their credibility, on things they say, and what I normally do, I put it on my blog. You can go to my blog whenever you get the chance to read some of the stuff on there, and 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 here's what I do. They got these judges in their pocket, too. I go over there and court watch every single day. There's not a day I, I, I don't go over there and court watch and make sure that our brothers and sisters are getting a fair shake. When they see me, they know I'm just not over there visiting. You see, I'm taking care of the business, and, and they know that about me. And what we're doing now, we, we're doing some incredible things, but I'm waiting for the right that I'm looking for somebody to come in here and start telling these folks that, look, let's start building for the future, you see. And and the thing is, this is where you come in. You and Sandra, y'all come here and, 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 and we'll talk to these people. And believe me, they are going to listen to you like like you would think that, that you, you know, like you're saying something so so tremendous, they, they're going to listen. And they, they they even going to write down what you say. That's how it is, you see. So that tells you that they're interested. So here's what, what we need to do. You know, I, when you come here, you're going to be shocked. You know, you, you you never met folks like this. See, I was born and raised in Chicago. I went to John Marshall High School. That's where I graduated from. Okay. And, and uh, uh, I lived on the west side at 19, well, I'm sorry, what's my, 4009 West Lexington. Okay, I lived there from 1959. Uh, uh, my mom, we, we just sold our house just recently. Um uh, she died. When she died, we sold her, her home. And but all my brothers and sisters, my children live in Chicago. Everybody lives in Chicago. You know, I'm here, and I'm here, and uh, and and the people they they actually need somebody who's willing to take a stand. And and they don't care. See, the thing is, everybody. Well, they gonna do this. They gonna do it. I think the worst thing they can do, or the, even if they kill me, I'll I'll go to heaven. That's what I'm telling them. So, you know, shoot your best shot. Somebody got to come in and tell these folks, you see. Now, what is the relationship uh, of Ben Harbor, uh, uh, Benton Harbor to uh, St. Joseph? St. Joseph now is ninety about 98% Caucasian. Mm-hmm. 
very prosperous, mostly lawyers, judges, uh, whirlpool workers, whirlpool executives. They live in St. Joe, and 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 that is the major difference. Um, What's that population about? Uh, that's about I would say close to close to ten thousand. We're a little bit bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, the next community is Stevensville, which St. Joseph, Michigan, not only fights with Benton Harbor, but they fights with this community called Stevensville. Stevensville may be even a little more wealthier than St. Joe, you see. But Stevensville get along with the residents of Benton Harbor. The residents of Benton Harbor get along with people in Stevensville. But St. Joseph, they think they are better than everybody else. They are controlled by by the whirlpool, the court system, everything that, that revolves around this this whole county is controlled by, by St. Joseph, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then with the is there a um now the state of Michigan opposes to to the county of that includes Saint Joseph and uh uh Benton Harbor. Is there a county commissioner or county president, rather, that represents St. Joseph and Benton Harbor. Yes. And I'm asking that to try to get the relationship to the disparity of one community compared, uh, one city compared to the other. Yes. They, uh, St. Joseph have have a couple of commissioners, and the city of Benton Harbor have a have a couple of commissioners. Now, Benton Harper have a, a, a mayor or a city. Yes, uh, Benton Harper okay. has a mayor and eight uh, uh, eight city commissioners. Okay, so that's when I'm, I'm getting now. When I speak of commissioners, I'm also speaking of that there is are they county commissioners as well as yeah, city also we have different county commissioners. Okay, now the the county president over that area. Has there been any type of um, uh, assessment comparing the two cities of uh, St. Joseph and Benton Harbor? No. Uh, has the state of, of Michigan looked at or assessed the disparity of the two uh, cities? No. Okay. Uh <laughs> matter of fact, uh the, the the former governor she just went out. This was her term expired this year. Uh part of the takeover of the city of Benton Harbor, she's receiving a home on our beach free. Mm-hmm. So she was she came in here and gave the residents of Benton Harbor a song and we danced. She sung and these Negroes danced like they never danced before. And they were just so happy to have her here. And all, all the time, they were, she was picking their pockets. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between uh, Benton Heights and uh, Benton Harbor? Well, Benton Heights is part of Benton Township. Okay. So that's, that's is that where, where the black population is as well? Right, yeah. All that, uh, the township is, is one part. It's probably about I was at maybe I'm thinking fifty thousand people live in the township. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 the percentage is like uh, maybe fifty. I think uh, I'm not you know don't hold me to this, but I'm, I'm thinking about fifty fifty five to sixty percent of the people that live in the township are African Americans. Mm-hmm. So when did you uh, first come there? When did you first come to? Uh, I, uh, I've been here about twenty about twenty five years. So when did you start raising the concern? About what year when you started? That was in nineteen ninety five. So this uh, guy from Chicago coming to uh, Benton Harbor raising questions that have never been raised, but at the same time you kind of witnessed that change. I have to go back to this, that 90% of the businesses at one time were black and how they converted to other ethnic groups. From what you say, nineteen. I mean, I'm sorry. Around early two thousand. Two thousand, right? Okay. You're absolutely correct. That you said it. You hit the nail right now, on the head. Is the has there been other concerns other than you that have raised the issue of the disparity of economic wealth of among black? community compared to others? No. People here are so intimidated and afraid to open their mouth. Matter of fact, at one time, they was afraid to be seen with me. Are they intimidated? If if you don't have no jobs, what are you intimidated about? Well, they think that they'll send you to jail. You go to, you, hey, you go to prison here. I mean, you you, you you may not believe you a misdemeanor charge of sending you to prison here, and that's nowhere else in the whole country. And they get and away with that it. that happens with the majority of the commissioners of Ben Harper being black? Yes, absolutely. So hey, you, you got to come up here and let me take you to a, uh, one of them commissioner meetings. Well... You know, we run a newspaper here in Chicago as well Mm -hmm. uh, called South Street Journal. Oh, okay. what we need to do is to do a story on you featuring the disparity of Ben Harper. I mean, for some reason, personally, I have never been to Ben Harper, but uh, your... uh, 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 report has baffled me based on some kind of way I had a whole different uh, perspective of Ben Harper. I'm not for sure what. Uh, I don't know if the subconsciously about the uh, the uproar, uh, the uprising, or I'm not for sure why I had a whole different, more representational of uh, Ben Harper. Now, given that, is there any similarities to, uh, other than the unemployment and other than the lack of businesses, based on the community control of the economics comparing Benton Harper to Detroit? You know what, basically, the only thing that Detroit has, Detroit is more like Chicago. Detroit will stand up and fight. Matter of fact, they come down here and fight with me. Matter of fact, from all the cities from Detroit all the way down, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, 
um, uh, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, all these cities that has blacks in them, they come down here. See, what what I normally do, I'm I'm the type of guy to try to get people attention. I will march. I will call a, for a mass demonstration. And uh, we just recently had one where we had over four or 500 people to come from all over the country uh, uh, to be here for that day. But it, I had planned it six months in advance so everybody can decide who's going to come, who's not going to come. Because that was the day that they opened up the golf course here. But Detroit, the different, Detroit has a large amount of unemployment also. And mm-hmm. But the difference between Detroit and Benton Harbor Ben Harbor will stand up. I mean, uh, Detroit will stand up and fight. They got some real soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Benton Harbor is one of the things we lack. We don't have people who have the ingenuity to take things to a different level. What they what they do? If if you say no to a person that lives in Benton Harbor, it's no. They'll go home and cry. You say no to a person in Detroit, you got a fight on your hand. And that's the difference between the people in Detroit and the people in Benton Harbor. And I call the people in Benton Harbor crybabies. Mm-hmm. I say you're nothing but crybabies. You know, if you can't get your way, you can't get things, you're just going to go home and cry. Mm-hmm. And, or go tell your brother, hey, we need to get out here and start telling people. We need to start taking a stand. You know, we need to stand up and sh- not See, here's where, where we're missing the point. We have to stand up for the future of our children. We're losing that. We're losing that ability to say that it's not about me. It's about my children. That's who I'm concerned about. And this is where we're failing. um, Where is the area that is adaptable? Do you understand the, uh, the concept of Black Wall Street? Yes. You know, based on we identify a particular area Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. the potential to have a large uh, representation of black businesses. Absolutely. Is there there an area in Ben Harper that represents that type of scenario? Yes, it is. Matter of fact, uh, it's probably something I'm looking at it on the map now on the computer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where is that? uh, It's on Pipestone. Look on Pipestone. Is that, uh, song would be perfect for what we try you know what we're trying to do also you can go down on main main street is is like the dividing line now because on the other side they have the golf course on the other side, which is called the harbor shores. It might be on the map as as harbor shores St Joe, but actually that's that's really that's Benton harbor. They just don't want to be affiliated with Benton harbor, but that's Benton harbor property. That's Benton Harbor Land. Mm-hmm. So, so you have uh, Main Street, and mm-hmm. but you said now uh, the area that you're speaking about is uh, is north or south of Main Street. Uh, it's south. It's Going south. south. Of Main St- mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 and then we get, then we have the south side of Main Street. There's no way possible you get that north side because they 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 will fight you until you dead to, to keep you from getting over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we're taking that in uh, consideration. Is there when you say it's prime? What makes it prime? 
The area you're speaking of. Because they got the white folks on the other side with their golf course heading that way. And they they will do see that's that's the reason why I had to go to prison because they figured if I left they would be able to do whatever they want and nobody would talk about it. Mm-hmm. You see, but it didn't work out that way because when people started talking all over the country, it is it, people started listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so that's what. It, but look that. I would love to see that as uh, our Black Wall Street on Main Street going up, going up towards Pipestone. Oh man, that would be tremendous. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, how I, much? I mean, uh, how much? Is, why is it uh, good? Is it got potential land or potential vacant that's, property or what is it? It got vacant property and potential. That's the key word. You see, because if if they're going to progress, we should also share some of that wealth. That's how I feel, and uh, uh, they, they, you know, they, they, they took the land. They're gonna bring their golf course in, but we're gonna make you folks that, that's uh, coming here to play your little golf. You gonna, you, 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 you don't have no other choice but to buy from us. Mm-hmm. You see, well, you have you know, no other choice. To, um, we're gonna, we're gonna try to do it this way. Um, first of all, that you know, based on bringing a, an outsider to, uh, to the city is probably give the outside a little bit more credibility. Yeah. And that credibility will be that this outsider is a an alderman from Chicago. Hey, that's perfect. Yeah, and that's so perfect. even if that doesn't happen, but our goal is to have an alderman from Chicago uh, to come to uh, Bidden Harbor uh, to talk about the Black Wall Street Initiative. Now, how can that person do that when we still got work here in uh, Chicago that got to be done? Um, what happens in uh, Ben Harper is seems as though the same thing is happening in uh, uh, San Diego, California, and happening mm-hmm. in even Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> mm-hmm. to a certain extent, uh, because of the gentrification even of Atlanta, Georgia, is what I've been told, uh, yeah. based on moving uh, black folks around the same way in uh, Harlem of New York City. Uh, yes, there's still a, have a concentration of uh, blacks there in Harlem, but the university, Columbia University, and even George Clinton is buying up property like crazy uh, doing a regeneration of the historical Harlem community. Uh, is there entertainment? How is the entertainment life there? Uh, n- none. The zip. Uh, they got. Uh, here's the thing. Right on that main street, we got uh, two to what you call them uh, uh, the, the young folks' lounges that they mm-hmm. go to. Uh, it's two of them, and they've been trying to close them babies down for years. But one of them been there for for thirty years, and it's very difficult. To deal because she's kind of like connected with those commissioners, mm-hmm. and that don't make her good. Believe me, it, it's mm-hmm. just that they're not gonna close her down because they ain't gonna make them them commissioners mad at them either. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what that adds up to. Um, she don't support anything that you know in the community. She just want folks to come in, and, and folks will come and drink. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. You see. 
So if you got a community or a city that's seventy percent unemployed, yes, uh, then is it a matter of the outside? Com- uh, do people that do shop do they shop in the city or do they go outside to shop? They shop in the city because there's not a whole lot of folks here with transportation. And we don't have a – we got what we call a dollarized bus service. It's mm-hmm. actually ran – at one time it was ran by, by blacks. Now the Harvard Shore have taken over that. Now the Harvard Shore, is that a public utility company or is it a that's, private? That's the or golf course. A... You know, that's the people who built the that's – mm-hmm. let's say that's Whirlpool. Because Whirlpool is the one who actually built the golf course. And and, when, and now they have taken over the uh, uh, – the bus system, it's, it's like, you know, you have to call. If you want want the bus to pick you up, you call, and they'll tell you we'll be there in 20 minutes and stuff like that. Be ready. If you're not there, we're going to leave. There's it's no real official bus stops. They got, I think they got one or two bus stops where they, like, across the street from me, they got the uh, 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 they got these buildings, these uh, apartment buildings, and they stop there and pick up a lot of people, then move on. Mm-hmm. Well... You all, we definitely have a a, a mission uh, to uh, need to be focused in. What do you think about all this, uh, Sonia? I think that uh, we're right on our mission with this show, uh, with Reverend Edward Pickney out of uh, Bidden Harbor. We're right on our own. Uh, not only is this situation happening in Bidden Harbor, as we go across the country and listen to the stories coming out of our community, we're going to hear these stories repeated and repeated and repeated, and that's why we're here. So we're right on top of our goal for today, Mr. Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you forgot the earlier part of our conversation, Sonia. Which part, Ron? First it was Mr. Carter, now it's Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you coming from. So where you coming from, Mr. Carter? Hey, where you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> so where you going? Uh, we were we we were invited to Benton Harper. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. And that's Absolutely. And that's fine. That's fine. Because uh, did, in the did you get that, Reverend? You see how she changed? You, you see how she changed that around, Mr. Carter? Did Ron? Yeah, I, I, I saw that. <laughs> hey, what's that all about? <laughs> what's that all about? <laughs> I just didn't know where he was coming from. Oh, but you know, oh, I know. We just clarification. That's all. That's all I need. That's all yeah. I need. Uh, in the but I think that even with, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In the having this conversation and we concluded three three businesses make a network. You just start from right there and you just keep on yep. going with it. Correct. And uh, maybe we can initiate something with uh Sonia uh even online based on if uh as she stated those three businesses probably now do those you said two or three businesses, do they communicate with each other that you know of? Well, you know, we live in the inner city. See, one of them is a uh, uh, the guy he he repairs uh, uh, furnaces. I know he he he's in existence. There's no black business that actually own a store here that I know of. Oh, I, if it God. is, I, I 
It might be, but I don't remember who it might be. Not right off the top of my head. Oh, there is one. Yes, it is. He's a he's a he's a real good guy. Matter of fact, uh, uh, he got matter of fact. He he bought another store. He owned two of the three businesses here, and, and his name is Napier. He's a real good guy. They've been trying to bribe, uh, buy him out. They've been trying to drive him out of the business, but he won't sell. What type he, of business he, he, he has? It's grocery stores. He got uh, two grocery stores, um, two different parts of the town. And um, he, he, I, I don't see him making a whole lot of money, but what I do see him standing up for what's right, you know. And uh, he's a hard worker. He's committed. And... Um, we, you know, we, we, when I, whenever I talk to him, I usually go see him maybe once uh, every other week or something like that, and just talk to him, get a feel, cause he, he, he don't mind talking, and he understands the problem. See, before, see, here's something that we have to do in order to get black folks moving in an entirely different direction. We got to educate them. We got to tell them. See, once we give them the information, what they do with that information is on them. Then, see, we, you know. It's our duty because a lot of times, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. That's why I tell I'm out in the community every single day. That's not a day that I'm not out here doing so all day long. When I come in the house, it, I, I, can, I can eat and I can go straight to sleep because I have completed my mission for that day. And my job is to educate the people. Tell them, my, if you don't know something, call me. And they call me all through the night. I mean, there's not a time where I can say, well, uh, uh, I'm going to do this, because the phone is always some kind of problem, and, and and it's my duty. I don't mind doing it. Like I tell them, as long as you do the right thing, I'm not mad at you. Now, is the uh, the concept for that, the, the factory that uh, you say was a, uh, a tech, what type of uh, factory textile. was it? Textile. Is that uh, dead? We do, yeah. Why is it dead? Well, the the finance, uh, my my man, it was coming out of Minnesota, and um, they he had a, they had a group there, uh, a bank, who was gonna finance it, and you know once when they arrested me, he didn't leave me right away, but it kind of like you know you know made him not he, you know he he according to him he's hey here's something that you might want to know too, Danny Davis. Chicago, yeah, was going to be part of this, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, part of the textile plant. He, him, uh, uh, I, when I came to smoke him, he said that he wanted to be part of it. And I think probably six months later, uh, they got me in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And you know, but uh, it's I, I have I have tried to contact this this the guy who actually. Uh, um, who who had put the group together, and he have not emailed me back. I tried to call him, and uh, I left a message for him for maybe about I don't know maybe four or five months. Uh, uh, but he have he have he 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 have not called me back or emailed me back. So I you know I, I take that as a hint. Normally if I call me, he wouldn't even hesitate to call me back. So I'm assuming that uh, uh, he, we're not going to be connected on that level. Mm-hmm. Well, see, but, yeah, I, I, but, but Danny Davis is an honorary chair of Black Wall Street Chicago. Uh huh. He has not been doing 
all that much, but he is still officially an honorary chair of Black Chicago. Mm. So we're probably going to have to do, matter of fact, what we will do. Uh, so did he come and visit uh, there as well? Uh, Danny Davis? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I came to visit him. Matter of fact, I mm. came there about, he was on right off Central Park uh, in that area uh, on the west side. And um, I came to visit him about three, four times, and he was excited. Uh, I met with some of the uh, senators and representatives from here in the state of Michigan, and I wanted to be selected who will help us be able to, you know, get the tax break, help finance the thing and stuff like that. Because he had, and they talked to him directly, so they that way they knew it wasn't no scam or nothing, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so they did their investigation, found out who he was, and, and uh, you know, he was going to be part of it. And I said, probably less than six months later, I was in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so the uh, dynamics of the, um, as you say, that the community is uh, somewhat idle based on the, the need to develop an economic base, even mm-hmm. to the point in, in the light of 70% uh, unemployment. Mm-hmm. Those businesses that are there, do they have a fair representation of employing the people from Ben Harper? Absolutely not. You know, Indians hire Indians. Arab hire Arab. Mm. That's it. Mm. Well, we probably going to have to do a real investigation, very thorough investigation, mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. how other ethnic groups can be able to achieve this here um, economic uh, per, uh, prost- uh, 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 um, I guess wealth in relationship to taking an example of how uh, the black businesses of Brenton Harper was the majority. And what would you say how the blacks actually left i mean was they kind of bought out or business wasn't going so good or how was they able to uh to stop shop and uh, here here's what i would say this is my opinion they was bought out uh hey they was bought out and then after they after they was bought out they realized how stupid they was and and probably half about what the business was worth you mm-hmm. see See that's why that's why we go back to educating the the people here. See if they would have known that maybe their business was worth three times the amount of money they received, then they probably hello. So, oh okay, that, I thought I lost you. Well, yeah. look, what we need to do, we need to do some real follow up. Uh, Black Wall Street, Chicago. Uh, we have our economic summits every three months, and we mm-hmm. give an assessment. Um, I would like to entertain uh, two things to happen. For our summit that would be in March of this year is if we can do two things. One, if we can come there before our summit in March. Okay. 
and at the same time we can have you and a couple of representatives to come to our summit in March. Be glad so that it. it's not just a matter of if we can have you all story to be told here in Chicago and that is we get a commitment from Chicago uh to look at uh Benton Harper as a, a a base. Now see one thing that we have done here is that we have identified Gary, Indiana. You familiar with Gary, Indiana? Yes I am, very much so. When last time you've been to Gary, Indiana? Uh, probably uh I would say at least a couple of years ago. Okay, well you know I'm not right in used, Chicago. I used to come to Chicago, you know, just about every other weekend. Right. Well, I haven't been to Gary, Indiana in maybe about, ooh, five years. And the first time I went to Gary in five years was last, was uh, early last year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the year before. Maybe it was 2009. Maybe about this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a year ago, I went back. And but we will be going back to Gary this Monday because we have identified Gary, Indiana as a Black Wall Street district. Oh, and absolutely. In doing so, uh, Gary is uh, basically somewhat the same scenario as uh, Ben Harper. Uh, our philosophy and thought is that uh, Ben Harper have to be and will be developed, and it's neither going to be developed by the people there or the people don't live there. That's but right. it will be done. Um, it's a matter of putting those markers in the ground saying that this is what we're going to do as black folks in uh, Benton Harbor. And I would like to entertain that at our next summit. As a matter of fact, we will, if we can get some logistics down pat. Uh, I would like to put that on our agenda uh, that we will be going there prior to that summit and inviting you all to our next summit in March. What day is your next summit? Do you know? Do you know? I will. It's normally about the mid mid March. Normally, okay. and it will be on a Saturday. It'll be basically a one day event in uh, on a Saturday. Starting at 8:30 in the morning to about 4:30 or 5 o'clock in that evening, Sounds and good. Uh, it's normally somewhat the somewhat maybe about the second week of March, the second week, yeah, about the second week of March. Uh, matter of fact, we will be confirming that by next week exactly good. when it will be. And uh, but prior to that, I will look at maybe about the end of February that we would come there uh, to kind of uh, give our um, perspective of what we're doing as far as Black Wall Street USA and also my position as being the uh, regional chair of, mm-hmm. of, of Black Wall Street uh, USA. So we again, we have some um, uh, a few things that we have to do on the show today uh, to kind of close up. But yeah. I definitely want to uh, 
definitely follow up on you. Uh, you definitely have given me a a very uh, ooh, somewhat a little shocking news. Uh, but the news had to uh, come in order for us to uh, have some type of direction. It seems as though that every time we uh, feel as though we are relaxed, uh, we come up with something else that we got to address. It doesn't make no difference if uh, the Ben Harper Harbor is in Chicago or if it's the Ben Harper in uh, in the state of Michigan is that there is a call, and I believe the same way the people from Michigan, from surrounding uh, Ben Harper, have came to support, then here in Chicago we have to do the same. Looking at you're closer to uh, uh, Chicago, it's closer to you than Detroit. Yeah, well, absolutely. We don't, you know, right. I'm only probably an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes from Chicago. Mm. Okay, Make so it. then. It, and as we closing, uh, is there anything in particular that's getting ready to happen there that we need to uh, be aware of? Well, here's here's what one of the things we're going to do on the twelfth uh, of February. We having the the Lakeland Hospital, uh, the president, vice president of their board. They have never ever came to the table. Uh, uh, to sit down and and like uh, at one time we had more babies dying here than anywhere else in the state of Michigan. And remember, we're a small community, so uh-huh. I, I think that's such a tremendous thing. And you get a feel of how they think that way. But let me let me do this. I want to give my my email out on the air and and, and my blog if it's okay with you too, Sandra. I, I want to give out Correct. my my email, yeah. which is Banco is B A N C O. B-A-N-C-O-9-3-4-2-B-A-N-C-O-9-3-4-2-S-B-C-Global.net. Okay. And then my blog is B-H-Banco-B-A-N-C-O-dot-org. Okay. And... You can if anybody who want to call me, you can call me at two six nine nine two five. What's that? Two six nine two six nine nine two five zero 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 one. The All number right. one number in Benton Harbor. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, um, mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I really, really appreciate this opportunity to come on y'all show, Sandra and, and, and uh, 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 Mr. Carter. I, I, I tell you, I truly, truly enjoyed myself tonight. Well, we enjoyed you as well, and I guess we are going to enjoy each other even more as we start putting a major dent in what we have to do in sustaining and increasing black businesses, which is the bottom line that creates jobs and uh prosperity in our own neighborhoods so again we welcome you from being here but uh don't go away we got a few announcements that we got to make regarding what's happening here with uh chicago's black business network and uh black wall street and also as it relates to uh me running uh as alderman in the 17th ward so again it was a pleasure having you on 
but uh, listen in and uh, let us uh, so you can know uh, the activities that we got going on uh, as well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for being well, with, uh, Robert Everett. Thank you. So, Sonia, hey, have Black you got Walsh. an earful yes, tonight? Mr. Carter. You got an earful? Say that again. Did you oh, get an earful? It was a great show. I knew he would be a great guest, and I'm glad that we connected. And we're going to continue to do this across the country. You listen to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and candidate for Alderman of the 17th War. Just want to make a few announcements here. I'm Sonya Purdue, Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and uh, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions. And uh, we're going to have a networking event tomorrow at the office of the South Street Journal at 449 East 35th Street. That's from 530 to 930. Uh, We're going to serve some light refreshments. uh, But the most important thing is we're going to jump off the year and make some great quality connections. Uh, I always make some great connections at these networking events. want to remind you of upcoming shows. Monday, 3.30 p.m. is Check Out Chicago with Keisha Nicole. And on Tuesday evenings, we have two shows, our member show for Chicago's Black Business Network.com. And, of course, uh, Reverend Pickney, even though you are in Benton Harbor, Chicago's Black Business Network.com is nationwide, and we want you to come over and join us. Also, uh, and that's at 6.30 on Tuesdays, following uh, my show, attorney and CPA Derek McNeil is the host of the Consumer Show on Tuesday evenings from 7.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., and that's a great show. Uh, It premiered this Tuesday, and it went very well. And uh, remind our listeners in the last couple of minutes, Ron, of what you have going on. Well, we are, as we stated earlier, we're going to be calling on a a summit, if you will, of candidates in Chicago to come up with a black legislative agenda that will be a formation of what we hope to and what we will direct ourselves to get accomplished as uh, automatic uh, candidates uh, following that. But even prior to that, as we talked about the about the youth, uh, this coming Saturday, Black Wall Street, uh, not, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, the 17th Ward Movement, in which I am a candidate of, we're going to be having a meeting with the youth. Uh, and the youth always kind of put it point blank, show me what you got opposed to what you want them to do. And so we got uh, an objective that we're going to enroll 64 people into a higher education uh, and within the next uh, uh, few weeks, we're going to identify 64 uh, business-minded uh, youth, and we're going to enroll 64 people into the GED. So, And then we're also going to engage these youth in civic dynamics in this campaign. Uh, that's going to be happening this Saturday at 3 o'clock, and then from there we are moving on to the uh, – uh, that following Tuesday, the meeting with the aldermen, um, and then that following uh, Thursday, we have a community meeting. So, uh, in in the ward, so Sonia, we're going to have a, a a special guest as a co-host with you that particular night and uh, this coming Thursday. 
And then following that, we understand that what we have to do is to make our community the middle income that we all strive to be. And we're going to have a financial uh, program uh, coming that following uh was that that following Saturday at 3 o'clock to address the agenda of uh, securing our financial base. And we're going to be moving on uh, the following week with we have a engaging our youth. We're going to have something like a hip-hop rap session that we are taking part with our youth. We're not going to let them party all by themselves. We're going to be there with them and not as chaperones, but we're going to have our eye on them. And as they say, uh, it's going to be clean rap. Uh, we're not going to have the disrespect of our children uh, by uh, of themselves and, and around us. So we're looking for those clean, those clean rappers to be there uh, to uh, demonstrate their talents and their skills as we get them even more engaged in the political process of, yes, electing me as alderman of the 17th Ward. So that's going to be uh, ongoing. We still have to raise the question of Chicago's politics as it relates to the uh, mayoral election. Exactly how is the black community going to make history or we're going to question history again uh, as we move into Black History Month. So uh, Chicago is at it again. Uh, we don't pride ourselves no different than what's happening in uh, Ben Harper because the question is parity based on the economic wealth uh, in relates to the parity of contracts, the parity of business, the parity of jobs. And so that's where we're going, and we're feeling good about it. Um, and naturally, tomorrow night, where we have the Chicago Black Business Network that's going to be joined with maybe about four other organizations and having our business network meeting on 35th Street, where we're going to meet and greet and have some social business uh, enjoyment in the company of others as we do secure business among ourselves and also expand our relationships with each other at the same time. So we got a lineup, and that lineup is going to be also including our trip, Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. This is Ron speaking, or is it Ron or Mr. Carter? I don't know. But our trip to Bitten Hopper. Great. That's great news, Ron. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. Uh, one of uh, people in the chat room, his grandmother lives on 68th and Laughlin. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's Will Lock, and you have a meeting coming up. Over, that's next Thursday. You have the meeting on 68th and Laughlin, Ron. You got it. Who lives that's there? That's right. Uh, one of our uh, persons in the chat room, he's going to come over to the networking event tomorrow. Uh, his okay, grandmother is yeah, in Laughlin, so, hey, connecting mm -hmm. already. Uh, also, let's clarify the meeting for Tuesday. That's at Vaughn's Banquet Hall. Is that correct, Ron? Yes, Vaughn's Banquet Hall at 6637 South Ashton Avenue, 10 a.m. to 12 uh, p.m. 
So we're going to get Tuesday. in there. And, that's right. This coming Tuesday on one 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 one. That's great. And uh, you listen to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, channel Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions. So you can go there right now and purchase the book on Amazon.com. Uh, as we close out, uh, Ron Carter will not be with us next week, but we're going to have a surprise guest because he's going to be on 68th and Laughlin at the Block Club meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, Will Lock will be there and his grandmother. So we look forward to being here with us uh, next Thursday right here on Black Wall Street USA. We want to thank you for joining us. And, Ron, you should have signed in tonight. The chat room was hot. We want to thank you. Thank you so much, Ron Carter. You got it. Thank you, Sonia, for making all this happen. Great. Everyone have a good evening, and we'll see you right here next week on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Good night. Good night now.